Hi, Mark. Hi, Steve. Well, here we are, another podcast discussion. You look uh, happy. Why are you happy? I'm not particularly happy. I'm not unhappy. I just, uh, maybe it's my brilliant smile white well, smile say, what, what, what just happened to you tell us i was uh i was just i just had my teeth cleaned at the dentist uh so uh i i don't know what the uh regular dental cleaning schedule is in other countries but here it seems like every six months uh you get a call from the dentist to schedule a new uh cleaning appointment and um that was what happened to me today. So I went in and uh, cleaning, and then the dentist takes a look, uh, inspects mm-hmm. your teeth. Like you, it takes about an hour. The, the dentist scrapes uh, the hard to reach places with her whatever the tools called mm-hmm. uh, that she uses. Uh, the, the, not the dentist, I guess she's a dental yeah. hygienist. She's not even a hygienist, I think, or maybe she yeah, is. Yes, yeah, she, she is. is. Right, you are. Yeah. Yeah, she's a dental hygienist. Yeah, because the dental assistant is someone else. Okay. That's okay. right. Who helps That's, with the, uh, the, the hands him his tools, hands him his tools, and, <laughs> right. and whatever needs to be yeah. done if he's right. actually doing dental work. But the hygienist, when, when he he says seven e x or something, <laughs> and she makes takes notes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Whereas the hygienist just basically cleans teeth, I guess. Right. Uh, so yeah, and then she asks you questions, and then you start. Well, that's the thing. You're there, and she's talking away, and you got her tool in your mouth, and so what are you your water you know? up to your I know. So are you uh, going anywhere this summer? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just anyway. I guess it's they want to keep something to cheerful. Do. Yeah, I mean, it helps the time go past if the uh, helps the time go by if the uh, if the. The hygienist is uh, How would you like to spend lively. the day with your fingers in somebody else's mouth? Mu- lots of different people's mouths. I know, and cleaning, and cleaning. some not as pleasant as but to clean good, as others. I think all this dental hygiene and, and uh, flossing and stuff is good for people's teeth. Whereas it used to be you went to the dentist every three years and got drilled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they, uh, they, they clean, I guess it's called scaling. They, right. they, they, they scrape the... Whatever it is, plaque off. They uh, polish them. They brush. They floss them. They give you a fluoride treatment, terrible which is tasting terrible stuff. tasting stuff. Which is supposed to, uh, I don't know exactly, make your teeth stronger. I guess. <laughs> and then the dentist does a quick check. Yeah, everything's okay. I guess it's not always okay. Um, if they find a, fi- uh, a, a cavity, then they'll mm-hmm. schedule you for uh, for an appointment. But I wanted to talk about uh, like we've got a new dentist. Right. We both. Uh, have gone been going to the same dentist, and he unfortunately had a heart attack. Uh, I guess a couple of years ago now. And yeah. But the the new dentist, I find that, that that when I'm in there, they're always trying to sell you something. Right. Like they can't just clean your teeth. <laughs> have you noticed that? Well, not really. Except he's got just so much more fancy equipment than they used to have. So he's got to pay it off. Well, that's for sure. And. The old dentist was kind of more old school, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the new guy, he's like, this time I sat down and the hygienist is doing her thing and then she says, oh, and we've got this new machine that uh, we've invested in and uh, it helps us spot things that I can't spot uh, on your tongue. Like, hmm? On your tongue? Yeah, and for the first, she looked at my tongue. It was the first time that's ever happened to me in a dentist's office. Mm-hmm. And then she volunteered that they had this new piece of equipment, and you know, for thirty dollars, they could do this check on me, so that it can spot any like mouth cancer. Which, I mean, I I don't know, just uh, no, 
I'm just just clean my teeth. I'm I'm not that concerned about that. But it just felt like they're always talking about, oh, would you like your teeth whitened? Would you like uh, this procedure? Whereas the old guy wasn't like that. He just, you know, he looked at your teeth, and if you needed something, he'd do it or volunteer it. But they seem uh, to be trying to, whether it's teeth whitening, uh, whatever things they offer. Teeth whitening. I may be oh, past yeah? the uh, <laughs> I don't know. target I don't age know. demographic. But that reminds me, you know, uh, I was once in Ottawa, and I had nothing better to do. Yeah. So I went, just talking about teeth whitening. Right. We can get back to the dentist overselling, but <laughs> I went to the University of Ottawa or Carleton University in, in the student union building, and I was just talking to people about language learning, because I had some time to kill, and you know me, right? <laughs> well, there were people there selling, like the big thing they were selling was teeth whitening toothpaste or something. It was all about teeth whitening. Oh, okay. Like all these young people who supposedly are all upset about, uh, I don't know what, uh, the third world or the ecology and they're supposed to be all this, uh, you know, altruistic, whatever. Right. Their big thing is teeth whitening. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, your teeth, just brush them. <laughs> teeth whitening. Well, I know, and a lot of the toothpaste in, uh, that you get now is teeth whitening toothpaste. Right. I find it tastes terrible. I try to discourage I don't uh, use my it. wife from buying it. I mean, I, she buys whatever comes in the family pack at Costco, you <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> but, uh, Although one thing I did find, I had a problem with, uh, had some work done on my teeth, and I had a sensitive area, and it wouldn't go away, and the dentist said, get Sensodyne, mm-hmm. and that, that solved the problem. Actually, Sensodyne is good. Like I, I can't, Kindry... My wife had the same uh, issue. She had some sensitive teeth, and, and we've been using Sensodyne lately, and it's made a big difference for her. So, yeah. Anyways, I mean, the things that we worry about in this country, um, well, I guess everywhere in the world they have dentists, and they worry about these things. Mm-hmm. But uh, just looking at world events, of course, the, uh, the dramatic, I mean, there's a number of dramatic events. Obviously, we had that terrible uh, subway crash in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. uh, which is scary. I mean, I've been in a lot of subways, mm-hmm. and you are kind of way down there. Uh, you hope that they don't have three trains scheduled to right. fight for the same space at the same time. But the Pres- big one, I guess, Presumably, is they, they uh, there must have been a mistake. Have, I haven't been following it. I haven't either. I, I Actually, I, I don't know that I've even heard of it. That was oh, yeah. It was in the paper. Today? I, I don't like to... F- uh, yesterday. I don't like to follow... Uh, disasters like that. I don't follow the air. Pl- the air France. Does I mean? What? Can, I feel sorry for those people. I, I hope know. I'm not in a plane that crashes. I don't need the details. Well, that's right. It's like, but whereas CNN will be filming hour after hour of the hour, of the of, of the ocean, you know. <laughs> we haven't seen any uh, debris, debris yet, yeah. but we've uh, we're here 24 hours. <laughs> but no, the the problem, the situation in Iran, I think, is is extremely uh, interesting. It's one that I am following mm-hmm. for for many many different reasons. But uh, yeah, we don't know very much about what goes on in that country. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, they're doing their best to make sure that we don't uh, <clears throat> find out uh, what goes on, uh, what's going on right now. Anyway, I mean, uh, they're obviously foreign. Uh, News organizations are prevented from from uh, getting out and, and talking to people. I understand, and, and certainly trying to get their message out. And uh. but some of the the interesting things about Iran that I've come to know over the last few days, because I Google, you know, now you can Google different right. things. And f- first of all, anyone running for parliament there has to be vetted by this committee. 
They're religious guys. They're religious guys. So, yeah. so you don't have anybody uh, who they don't like running for parliament. That's number one. No. Number two, this Musavi, who's the figure that everyone is rallying behind. Right. Is is one of the founders of the uh, Islamic Revolution. Right. Uh, I mean, and he's... Uh, like the 79, like overthrowing yes. the Shah, yeah. That's right. He's one of the originals. And, right. And he's also a supporter of Hezbollah. And, uh, and, uh, oh, yeah. So I, I don't see that, at least, at least on certain issues, how big, a, how big a, an alternative is he? Mm-hmm. And then to, to hear that many of the, that the mullahs, or the, the, these religious people, control all the wealth in the country. And, and, and many of them actually keep it in their own pockets. Like this guy, Raf Sanjani, who's mm-hmm. apparently the richest guy in the country. Hmm. And that there's billions of dollars invested outside Iran regularly. Hmm. So that they take this oil wealth and they distribute it to the, you know, the rural communities or whatever they do with it. There's no work in the country. Like 40% unemployed, some tremendous number. Hmm. Uh, they are on average poorer than they were in 79. Hmm. But a certain number of people are quite well off. Mm-hmm. Which is probably not much different than the situation in '79. You had your, <laughs> just a different just group. Just a of different people. group. Although there seems to be an affluent group in Tehran who are anti the regime, because when right. you see the pictures of the demonstrators, mm-hmm. these are somewhat affluent-looking. Right, a lot of people. university uh, students yeah. and, and so well, forth. And, and that's right. So, so uh, it doesn't sort of quite fit with the average uh, income level in mm-hmm. that country. It's, uh, and and so for for uh, obviously a segment of these approved representatives to be causing this much of a fuss suggests that perhaps there's something really unfair happening there. Well, it suggests to me that uh, people were looking for some cause to sort of build their expression of dissatisfaction around. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be right. V, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, and and it seems the more evidence, the more that you see, it seems that that the uh, it might well have been that uh, Ahmadinejad or whatever his name is won, but would he could not possibly have won by the margin that uh, by he won the margin by. That he indicated yeah. and, and he wouldn't have had the results so quickly. Like it was mm-hmm. an hour after the polls closed, he won by right. this tremendous margin. Yeah, and uh, polls that uh, historically had fifty, sixty percent turnout, all of a sudden one hundred and twenty-five or ninety percent turnout. Right. So, I mean, there's ample. Ample cause to suspect that the whole thing was for was, sure was rigged, and apparently for him to get the numbers that he got, large numbers of voters who voted the other way the previous election would have had to swing his way, mm-hmm. which is you know these are people who, who have traditionally voted the other way, right? Uh, so it's just it's possible, and I guess probably it's possible we'll never know. Well, probable right. we'll never know because they know. seem to be clamping down. Uh, Fairly strongly I there, but uh, I guess if if uh, I mean Iran is a religious state. That's it's it's a Shiite state. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So um, yeah, you kind of toe the line. Uh, I was listening again to my my Russian my radio station. They interviewed some Russian fellow who represented the Iranian Cultural Center in Russia. Mm-hmm. Of course, he explained that, in fact, there wasn't very much happening. It's just the Western media that are exaggerating this, and they photographed a, f- a small group of people in Tehran, and, of course, uh, if you go around everywhere else, there's much larger demonstrations in favor of Ahmadinejad. And it's, uh, yeah. I mean, he just went on and on and on. It's For unbelievable. sure. That's like the guy when uh, the Americans went into Iraq, the guy who kept saying... the uh, Chemical Alley? <laughs> remember that, that, yeah. that his... Uh, Minister of 
whatever he was, information. Yeah. The Americans are not here. We will, we will drown them in their own <laughs> in blood. Their own blood yeah. <laughs> whatever he said. <laughs> anyway, um, but what was interesting too in, with Iran is because the um, news organizations were limited in 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 uh, in, the, in their access. Right. Uh, apparently, a lot of the news, especially earlier on, was coming out through Twitter. Right. Twitter, which you often poo-poo, in which we both poo-poo, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, uh, there were days early on in the conflict where that was the, the best source of information on what was going on. And, in fact, Twitter had a an update scheduled, which they uh, postponed, in order, which I think the government asked them to postpone, the U.S. government, in order to, for them to continue to follow events through Twitter, which is kind but, of interesting. I, mean, I think that's a very good use of Twitter. People mm-hmm. have their little cell phones. They right. can send out short messages. Mm-hmm. And so this, this, you know, you get like hundreds or maybe thousands of people sending in these little 140-character messages about what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's very useful. And pictures and videos, and pictures links and to videos, videos and pictures, yeah. But every time I sort of say, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to try and make sense of Twitter. And I go on there, and there's, I've got X number of people following me, so I go, okay, I'm going to follow them, so I follow all these people. And I get these people telling me, I had a cup of coffee, check this out, do this, do that. I mean, there's nothing there. How can I possibly spend time following all that stuff? No, I mean, the idea is to follow something that's uh, useful to you, that, that provides you, information. Is the only one information on this? I don't, you know what? I don't use it much yeah. either. But uh, that, that, that is an example. You know, right. if you found, uh, I mean, I think that it is a source of news for some people. Yeah, I think that's a good use for it. Yeah, but you have to, I guess, understand it and follow the right people, and yeah. and, and then people say, "Oh, did you see this posted over here?" And, right. and so that the word kind of spreads. I guess you have to invest the time in it, mm-hmm. and I also don't really see it in a major way for language learning because, no. again, I, I believe that. Uh, where it's more input-based than, than scri- you know, scribbling little notes like that. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, it certainly uh, has been quite instrumental in following the events in Iran. Yeah, which is quite interesting. And, and obviously the more the web uh, spreads and, and uh, the, the capabilities of, of the web and the things you're able to do on it spreads, the harder spread, the, the more difficult it'll become for... Uh, some of these regimes to uh, keep their people bottled up and, and kept down, you know, whether it's uh, in Iran or, or in China, maybe if the uh, the uh, Tiananmen Square situation uh, might not be repeatable now in the in this uh, current. Well, I think the age. government would. I think they're still going to suppress. Right. But uh, they're still. They don't care if people find out they're going to. You know, kill off enough of them. So, but what's interesting is, again, I always refer to Akamasi because I listen to it all the time. But they were interviewing this fellow who was involved in, and the discussion was, will the new media replace traditional media, or can traditional media survive, and stuff like that? And and he made the point that in the olden days, before we had, you know, newspapers. News traveled by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You met someone in the market, and rumors spread just by people talking to people. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up with with newspapers and the mass media, where in a sense the mass media controlled what people knew, mm-hmm. because uh, they had tremendous influence. The newspapers, the television stations, the radio stations, and now with uh, the Facebooks and Twitters and all these different things, and we're only seeing the beginning of it. We're going back to a situation where it's people meeting in the marketplace, mm-hmm. except that the marketplace is not a little marketplace in this village, mm-hmm. it's a global marketplace. Right. And so that the established media can no longer control 
opinion. I mean, we got blogs, we got podcasts, yep. so many different. And so that the, the professional journalist right. who went to journalism school and whatever he learned there, mm-hmm. he's no longer in the position right. of power that he once was. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and which is a good thing. That plays out. Break and of course, we're interested in how that affects language, right. which is what we're interested in. Well, I mean, I think uh, that the. the the major media outlets are seem to be on the downswing. I mean, newspapers are are are, are going under, going mm-hmm. bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some of that. Like I think, is it uh, Can West mm-hmm. is uh, in financial trouble, which is probably the biggest Canada, uh, yeah. private uh, media yeah. uh, network uh, in Canada. Yeah, and it should uh, be in trouble. It has too big a position. Way too big. Way too big. Yeah, uh, I think if this is a great thing. People mm-hmm. don't necessarily rely on the opinions of of, of this or that newspaper. Mm-hmm. Now they have their favorite blog. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and the uh, the I guess the danger is that uh, you find the blogs and people that agree with you, and and that's all you read, and you never see the uh, opposing point of view. I guess, but uh, newspapers tend to be somewhat oriented one way or another. Oh, absolutely. And this way, at least, you have the choice. You right. can choose to subscribe to this blog mm-hmm. or that. You know, a mixture of different opinions right. and different subjects mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. No, I think it's a better. Oh, absolutely. Better, the more and the more different opinions that are out there, yeah. the, the the people then can can form their own decisions. Right, and I remember when we first started with uh, with uh, Link, we approached uh, the newspaper here if we could use their content for language learning, and they sort of said no. And you know, our major asset is our content. Well, today their content is worth nothing, <laughs> right? Because either I access access theirs for free, right. or I go somewhere else and access this explosion of content that's out there. Exactly. So it's a changing world. Yeah, and our teeth are being better looked after. That's so. right. I think we had our usual. Yes, we did. All right. Thank you, Mark. I hope this is beneficial, you know, and we would like to get some feedback. What do you want us to talk about? Are there words and phrases you want to hear about? Are there subjects you want to hear about? Do you want us to argue more? (laughs) What would you like to have? Okay. Bye for now. Bye.